1: Sound your
2: fucking okay, okay, okay. It's a beautiful day okay, okay, okay.
0: It's a beautiful day Welcome back everybody Dave's here again in the studio To address his controversial Epcot statements Then we have the news And some unbelievable one star reviews Of your favorite destinations Check your parachutes and your life preservers It's time to hit the trail With the Gold Key Adventurers Society Dan Leonard, reporting live from the Action News 23 traffic chopper. We're monitoring a situation on the ground that is currently tying up traffic all across the city. It seems that an unexplained rain of fish has caused a nasty pileup on the 14 eastbound. First responders are on the scene, but aren't quite sure what to do about the situation. Eyewitnesses report seeing a police officer chasing an octopus across all eight lanes, only to slip and fall into a pile of what appeared to be halibut. We'll keep you updated as the story unfolds. Back to you. Thanks, Dan. That story dolphinately seems a bit fishy to me. Hopefully the police can get the situation under control and avoid turtle disaster. In the meantime, we're here with the week's travel news, courtesy of Key to the World Travel. But first, a retraction from Dave over at the editorial desk. Dave?
1: Ladies and gentlemen... On the last podcast where I was on for talking about uh, unpopular opinions, I may have made some people upset. Epcot is very valuable and and important to some people, so I'd like to take a minute to apologize to those feelings. I I hurt, and uh, I'm very sorry that your park is not as good as Blizzard Beach. (laughs) <laughs> we understand that right now, you know, it's it's going through a transformation and, and maybe someday we'll make Epcot great again. But right now, you know, it's it's number six on Disney property. So I'm sorry that, <laughs> you know, the, the the truth hurts, but it will get better. Because you only have upward to go from here.
0: <laughs> I think it's important that I step in right now and say that the uh, preceding opinions are not <laughs> those of uh, the Gold Key Adventure Society, of uh, this news station, nor of any of our sponsors. <laughs> Having said that, thank you, Dave. Jess, give us some good news.
3: Well, moving away from that horribly depressing bit of, of news. um, <laughs> um i've got news coming from uh the disneyland resort there's a new vr uh interactive experience coming to the void vr in downtown disney it's going to be called avengers damage control it's going to give fans the chance to suit up step into the action and become part of the story for the very first time teaming up alongside earth's mightiest heroes um, so this is the experience that the sort of separately ticketed thing that you can do in downtown Disney, and there's also one in Disney Springs. Um, when they first debuted, they were Star Wars themed. Uh, currently, uh, the one in Disney Springs is Wreck-It Ralph themed. Um, and so now we've got a new one coming to, uh, the downtown Disney area.
1: Well, I haven't had the chance myself to do either one, uh, of those, but I've had a lot of friends and, and people that I talked to do them, and they say it's a very, uh, realistic experience. It's, it is like you're in the, in the, in the actual world. So I think that'll be kind of cool. I bet that one'll be hard to get.
3: Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty popular. Um, I've done, I did the Star Wars one when it had first opened in Disney Springs, and yeah, it's really great. I mean, the technology, for VR at this point is pretty impressive. And this one is is really cool because you can actually like see the other people that are experiencing it with you in their sort of digital form. But
0: not only that, but for anybody who hasn't experienced it, um, don't you, you're not just, Standing in an empty room with a headset on, there's physical elements in the room that you are, can interact with, right? You can pick up stuff. And- yeah,
3: they, they, they digitally map it out so that there are things that are physically there in the room and may not be as you see them through your goggles, but yeah, stuff that you can actually like sort of touch and interact with. So yeah, it's pretty neat. It's, it's, it's a, a new level of, of entertainment. I'd love to see them do something like this as an actual attraction in the parks that you didn't have to pay or buy a separate ticket for, but we'll see. I mean, as the technology t- increases and gets, you know, better, faster, I'm sure that we're going to see this kind of stuff integrated into the parks a lot more.
1: Now, do when you're when you're wearing the goggles, uh, like for Star Wars, you had control of a lightsaber? Or were you a stormtrooper, if I remember correctly? It's one of the two, wasn't it? It
3: was a stormtrooper, storm yeah. Stormtrooper, okay. Yeah. And then d- they do have, like, there's a home VR game now that's, um it's, uh, lightsaber based and you basically train with Darth Vader that's doing really well so they're they're trying all sorts of new things with that
0: you know where I could see this fitting in is um at the play Fiv- excuse me the play pavilion at Epcot oh yeah um, they they're talking about how that's there's gonna be spaces where they can change in and out entertainment and attractions easily and that seems like the kind of thing where you just load up the next program and switch that around
3: Oh, yeah, it can go with whatever movies out right now,
1: and it's good too for those days where it's raining there at the parks or something like that. you're limited in what you can do outside, so if you can funnel people in and you know even if they put a price tag on it, it's just more revenue for them to to build it out
3: yep, so that's um that's gonna be opening up on October eighteenth and they just say it's gonna be open for a limited time, so we'll see how long it lasts before they switch it out for something new, whatever the next movie that
0: they uh want to put you inside is yeah (laughs) i've got a story uh this story comes from travelweekly.com nobody told las vegas that it was going to be this way (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> this is this is the big 25th anniversary of uh the launch of, of Friends and Las Vegas is going actually it's coming up very quickly October 18th and 19th uh Las Vegas is going all out for a Friends celebration all over the strip. uh there's going to be several experiences that weekend the Bellagio fountains will be dancing to the theme song by The Rembrandts Nice. Will, the show will debut at sunset on Friday the 18th it will become part of the regular rotation for the fountains and in front of the fountains the central perk couch from the coffee shop will be available for you to sit down and take pictures on Uh, there's also an what they call an immersive fan experience that will be available at the new york new york casino um phoebe's yellow cab escape room uh get in a taxi cab and play a trivia game. There'll be couches, chairs, recreate the coffee shop. Um, oh, and a re- recreation of the coffee shop also created entirely out of 900,000 Lego blocks. Rembrandts will be putting
3: on a concert. Oh they got the Rembrandts. Wow, that's a... <laughs> those guys are hard to get. Yeah, that's a big get, huh? <laughs> When was the last time they played together? That's the question. Probably an Epcot festival.
1: <laughs> um, tw- yeah, probably.
0: you mm. um, even bigger question is how excited would you be to meet uh
3: ross's pet monkey
2: marcel i
3: (laughs) I feel but i feel that they missed an opportunity that they don't have um phoebe's smelly cat pet grooming area where you can like bring your own smelly cat and get it cleaned (laughs) up or make over your cat into a smelly cat I, no, no, nobody else. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> They're like,
0: I mean, I'm not lining up for that one, but, um, I, I feel like I've presented this story to the <laughs> wrong audience. Nobody's excited about the friends,
1: <laughs> about the big friends experience. I, uh, I have to, I'm going to come clean for a moment. I haven't watched the last episode, so I don't know how it ends.
0: I got bad news, Dave. It involves a fiery plane crash. Oh, figures. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Back to you, Jess, what you got?
3: All right. So um, more theme park news. Uh, The early morning magic has returned to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, This is the popular uh, morning extra ticketed event um, that allows guests to get into the Magic Kingdom um, for about two hours before the opening and includes a breakfast at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. Um I haven't been, so I don't know if, if Sunny Eclipse performs during the breakfast, but Oh absolutely he does. He does? Okay. We've done this experience and it is definitely worth it. Is it
1: limited Excellent. to just fantasyland or is it for the whole part? Just fantasy land. Just fantasyland.
0: Uh and not even yeah, yeah. Just uh, fantasyland, um and if you yeah.
1: So Seven Doors, Mind Train, Peter Pan.
0: Uh we walked right on to Peter Pan multiple times and um my wife and oldest son rode mine trains six or seven times in a row. They just kept going on and off. Kept on getting back on. Yeah. So so that alone kind of made it worth it for them.
3: Yeah. I've not done the one at Magic Kingdom. Um We did the one for Hollywood Studios. That was really good. I enjoyed that. It got us on Slinky Dog like four times before we even went to get breakfast. So
0: yeah, yeah, it was great. And I don't know about the studios one, but the Magic Kingdom breakfast was pretty good too. Uh, it wasn't maybe quite as extensive as one of the character buffets, but it was a it was a pretty well laid
1: out uh, Disney breakfast buffet thing. So did, it was pretty. We different. did the Hollywood Studios one as well with the, with just the two older girls, and it was a good time. I mean, by the time you got in there, uh, had breakfast because you could actually get breakfast before the event started. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. had you know ninety minutes to ride as many story st- Toy Story attractions as you could. Uh, it was it was worth it. So if you're if you're on the edge,
3: do it. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a been popular. It's not surprising that it's come back. Um, and yeah, it runs eighty nine dollars plus tax for adults and seventy nine dollars plus tax for children ages
0: three to nine. Yeah, um, we it was definitely good for Magic Kingdom. It was. I mean, I ended up. Since my wife hadn't been on mine train before, I ended up taking the littler kids, and we got to uh, beat the lines for Princess Meet and Greet. And like I said, Peter Pan was was a walk on stuff like that. The one thing I will say is don't panic. When you first get there, the lines are going to look really long, but once they get the first couple of cycles through like mine train, the first time you waited maybe 20 minutes, but after that it was like,
1: and it's a good thing. It's a good way too when you, when you look at the fast passes, right? You always want to fast pass the mountains, you know, space mountain, thunder mountain, splash mountain. So then you're stuck waiting in line for seven doors, mine train or Peter Pan. Uh, and sometimes those wait times are two hours, I mean, it, it blows my mind that Peter Pan will have a, a 90 minute wait. Like, it's, yeah. I don't understand, yeah. but it does. So pay that extra money, ride those rides multiple times, and then you're free to, you know, Haunted Mansion or Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. Um, Plus, if you can piggyback your fast passes right off of the end of that to the regular park opening hours, you're going to open up your whole day. Well, that's the other bonus, too,
0: is you're back there behind the castle in Fantasyland while everybody else is just getting let through. So you got a little bit of a head start once, you know, the opening bell rings. How quickly can you walk to the next attraction? Just do Peter Pan less and head straight over to Haunted Mansion or something.
3: And if if the Fantasyland area isn't that busy, then that makes it so much easier because there have been so many times where it's taken me three times as long to get through that bottleneck between Peter Pan and It's a Small World, and, you know, Mm -hmm. it just gets congested so quick back there. So
1: when you're back there for those events, do they rope it off so you can't get past a certain point or do they just have someone who kind of kicks you back like a goaltender?
3: Yeah. When we did it at Hollywood studios, um, yeah, they didn't have like physical ropes, but they did have cast members sort of standing in their line. And if you started heading the wrong way, they're like, Oh nope, but only this is open. So
1: gotcha. And then like 15 minutes beforehand, maybe they let you go ahead of time. Cause that's how it was at Hollywood studios. We would did toy story land. And then about 15 minutes before the park opened, they just moved out of the way, so you could be first in line for a rock and roller coaster, a tower of terror, or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, that's what we did too. I feel like that's the case at Magic Kingdom. I didn't pay that much attention because I was busy riding Pooh Bear for the sixth time with the toddlers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> oh, I love Pooh Bear, especially Walt Disney World's Pooh Bear. Uh, it's better than Disneyland. Take that, Disneyland Pooh Bear Ride fanboys.
3: Oh, they're going to be all kinds of upset after this episode. <laughs> you're, you're gunning for Dave's status right now.
0: Unpopular opinions, take yeah. two.
3: <laughs> Save it, man. We can't put that in this show. Come on, that's too much. All right,
0: I've got, and this is the first of two stories I have that are kind of cautionary tales. What not to do while you're on vacation. This first one comes from Travel and Leisure. Headline, Man severely Burned After Falling Into Thermal Water at Yellowstone. Uh, That is some hot, hot, hot water. A tourist suffered severe burns after falling into a hot spring at Yellowstone National Park on September 29th. A 48-year-old U.S. citizen who uh, fell into the hot springs after he went for a nighttime walk without a flashlight. National Park Service reported rangers detected evidence of alcohol use when they arrived on the scene. Uh, They called an ambulance, uh, took him to the airport, and had to fly him out to a burn center in Idaho. They went out in the morning and found, uh, it, one of his shoes, a hat and a beer can. So I think it's pretty clear what happened, um, there. Uh, this was actually at old faithful. So they're, uh, investigating if there's any damage to the physical structure of the geyser. So he's probably going to be in big trouble because it is, uh, is, a uh, major offense to uh, get anywhere near those. You can get arrested and fine and stuff. So. Wow. That's
3: not a smart move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, very hot. The water uh, in Old Faithful, um, generally when it erupts, it spews about 3,700 gallons of water. Uh, each time flies 184 feet in the air and comes out of the cone, uh, at 204 degrees Fahrenheit. And the steam can reach temperatures of up to 350 degrees. Yeah. So if you're going out at night, take a flashlight, I guess. <laughs> that, so that's a Darwin award then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's also not the first time this year that, uh, Tourists have been behaving badly around Old Faithful in August. Another male tourist was caught on camera uh, hopping the fence and approaching the geyser. Uh, He got within like 10 yards of it. When it was like in the window of people are sitting down on the benches waiting for it to erupt. So it could have been like any minute now this guy was going to be
1: scalded. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I imagine if you're in there during the eruption you're not coming back out.
0: No, or at the very least you're getting another one of those flights to Idaho for the
1: burn center. And it's not only is the water hot, it's also acidic. So, yeah. It's it's not only going to burn you from just being hot, but it's also going to melt your skin. Um, from the acid. So I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to stay behind the barrier. I'm going to follow the rules pretty, this time.
3: That's pretty safe, Beth.
1: <laughs> I'm just, yeah. just going to do what I'm supposed to do.
3: That's generally a good policy.
0: Okay. What you got for me, Jess?
3: Well, and more uh, slightly terrifying travel news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, um, a recent bee infestation uh, closed Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventures at Universal's Islands of Adventure. <laughs> Um, So um, this past Wednesday, October the 2nd, uh, the ride closed down early in the afternoon uh, because hundreds, possibly thousands of bees were found near the attraction. Universal didn't say what they were doing to clear the bees, um, which have apparently been plaguing the coaster since September 25th. I, I guess reports have said that various Patronus charms were being used. Uh, I think possibly a bear would be a good one for this. Uh, Whatever they did, uh, it seemed to have worked, and the ride reopened later, Wednesday evening. Um, So, yeah, we're not sure exactly what happened or where it was or what they did, but it seems to be better now. And um, when reach for a comment, Nicolas Cage was quoted as saying, What
2: is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah!
1: So,
0: <laughs> the, this show is weird. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I need an
0: adult.
3: <laughs> you should have known That's what you problem. <laughs> we let
0: the, the adults went away for a week and all of a
3: sudden... <laughs> this is what happens. This is why we can't have nice things.
1: So, did anybody ask Universal what Indian burial ground they put this roller coaster on? Because they have had the worst
3: luck. Yeah, I think at that point they were just happy it was the bees that closed it, closed it down and not just you know, operation problems, but Do we know what kind of bees they were? Honeybees or the evil bees? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think at that point when there's that many of them, they're all considered evil in, in some way. And of course, you know, I, I'm sure there was like some universal PR person that's like, no, no, no. We play this off as the new edition of magical creatures. They're Crazy scorcher bees or some sort of weird... We'll put a weird name on them, and yeah, they're they're a new Harry Potter creature. You weave
1: it into the story. Exactly. Now all of a sudden
3: the story is you're running away from bees. Exactly. It's all about theming. So,
1: I mean, if the coaster's going fast enough, technically the bees couldn't sting you, right?
3: <laughs> or they'll sting you extra hard. I mean, like, yeah. kind of assist them. Technically. I'm... But I've run into some large
0: bugs while riding a motorcycle, <laughs> and it doesn't feel good even if they're not stinging you. They feel like rocks. Yeah, you got so. something in your teeth.
2: <laughs> 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 that too,
0: yeah. <laughs> Seriously, where's the adults? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got another cautionary tale. This one also from Travel and Leisure. Uh, Passenger opens airplane emergency exit door just to get a breath of fresh air. (laughs) Uh, According to the South China Morning Post, a woman on a Xiamen Air flight from Wuhan to Lanzhou, China... I'm going to just assume that I have pronounced all of that perfectly. Oh yeah, (laughs) and move on. Sounds right. Uh, She significantly delayed. (laughs) She significantly delayed her plane's takeoff after opening the emergency exit door because she needed a breath of fresh air. The woman was apparently seated in the emergency exit row and was told by flight attendants not to press the the the, button that would open the door. (laughs) That was the mistake. Yeah, she's like, what
2: button?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this one here. I would have never noticed (laughs) that. Exactly. The plane was still on the ground when the incident occurred. It was unclear whether the plane was taxing or sitting still at the time. Either way, uh, the woman could face fines or jail for her actions since opening emergency exit door is considered disturbing public order in an aircraft. There's a, a video of the incident that was uploaded to YouTube and you can see the exit door clearly missing. Don't worry. It would be physically impossible for an incident like this to occur while you're at cruising altitude, Um, but passengers have accidentally or intentionally opened emergency exits against cabin crew orders before when planes were on the
1: ground. I have to disagree. I've seen snakes on a plane. I know that those doors can be (laughs) opened (laughs) mid-flight. <laughs> i've seen air force one <laughs> all you need is harrison ford <laughs>
0: it's a good thing that we've got hollywood to educate us on this <laughs> right.
1: i think my favorite one uh, of these stories was when the actual flight attendant decided to quit
2: oh yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know, this was a couple years ago and he he just had had enough of people. Yeah. He popped the door, grabbed a beer, and slid down the slide.
0: That's the he, he grabbed the beverage off the drink cart, and, and everyone so just old. everyone
3: just applauded. Yeah. Just, he just slow clapped as he go.
2: I would
1: yeah, hope cause, so, because because he was he was getting berated by you know one of those hmm. type of customers, and uh, just kept going. And he had enough. <laughs> he decided to quit and go out with a bang. That he did Good for him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take note of that. You're gonna bring like a big inflatable slide to your job and be like, "You just
1: wait, you'll see." <laughs> like, why is that above your office? Don't worry about it. It's just there for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> but we're on the ground floor. Stop it.
0: <laughs> that guy definitely kind of like set. It was like I I had decided when I heard that story. I've got to come up with it. Do you have a do you have an exit strategy? Uh, anything in plan uh, for for when you finally had enough? take this job and shove it what do you what, do you have anything like that planned
1: my old job yes uh then but in current no i haven't really had a chance to i mean i, I work with like bucket trucks so maybe i could come up with something but oh there's the slide i could put the bucket Ooh, up and then you slide get down. the full slide effect yeah
0: <laughs> It loses some of that impact when you got to be like, wait a second, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. They climb up and, then and they're put, like, no. The <laughs> dee, dee,
3: dee, dee. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, yeah. just, just,
1: everybody stop. Like, Let me put on dramatic. my vest and my helmet. <laughs> <Everybody's doing> it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop it and then, oh, by the way, I quit.
0: All right. You got any more news for me, Jess? That's it for uh, me today. All right, so we've got one more news story from the parks. Dave's got an eyewitness account of the Disney's brand-new Skyliner transportation system. Disney's brand-new Skyliner transportation system that opened up this past week. So, Dave, what was that? Tell tell us all about flying through the skies.
1: So, let me first off and, and say this. You say transportation system. I almost want to say attraction. Oh, yeah, that too. Because it is it is something that um, I hope this hits and becomes a more uh, advanced system for Disney because it was absolutely phenomenal um, from start to finish. So uh, my wife and I went down for a five-day trip on our, before our annual passes expired. Um, and once I saw where... Uh, the dates that it was going to open, I actually changed our resort to uh, be on one of these hubs because we wanted to be one of the first people to try it out. So um, we were actually at Art of Animation, um, and we got up on the 29th. We were going to Epcot for uh, food and wine check-in. We were working to get our coaster set. So um, we decided to take the Skyliner, and it was actually probably one of the best... Um, one of the best things I've seen new from Disney in a long time. Uh, you know, the, the station itself was smack dab in the middle between pop century and art of animation. Um, we walked right on. There was probably three or four groups of people in front of us. Uh, and for the first flight, we actually had our own uh, cart to ourselves. The ride is incredibly smooth. Like you would think like you'd feel, you know, some bumping along the cables and stuff. No, it was smooth. Even when you go over the, the, the different, uh, I guess, brackets or wheels or whatever at they're the called. on the system. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't feel them. I mean, there's a little bit of a bump, but you really don't feel it. Uh, if For people who are worried about the breeze and the temperature, once you're moving along at 20 miles an hour, that breeze is continual. And we didn't have any issue with that. Um, the views while going over the lake from Art of Animation Pop Century to Caribbean Beach was phenomenal. So you run right down the middle. You can see both resorts. And then when you actually reach the peak of that, you're over Caribbean Beach. And you can see Caribbean Beach right there, all of its branches. Um, You can see Epcot Spaceship Earth off the side, Tower of Terror for Hollywood Studios. So uh, it was really a, a good ride that, you know, they say transportation, but you could really make that an attraction.
3: Trulu. I mean, they're definitely, and, they're marketing it as probably both. I mean, they're, with all the merchandise they've got coming out for it and yeah, they're, they're definitely pushing yeah. it.
1: So we, we got, it took us about 15 minutes end to end on opening day to go from Art of Animation
3: to Epcot. That's how long it takes so, for like me to get a bus to come and pick me up 99% of the time. So that in itself is pretty awesome.
0: I know I've seen reports that even the lines may look long uh, for it, but they – I mean, it's basically an omni-mover, so it's – you're getting on pretty quick. And
1: It's like when you're at uh, – it's a small world, right? Like, that line looks real long and and winding through, and even after uh, Epcot Forever, I mean, it took 12 minutes, and the line was snaked back through. So, I mean, that was – everybody who was in that part of the park who was going to those three resorts went back there and it was, it was quick. Um, And you're in some of those spots, you're pretty high up. Um, The line that runs, so it runs, you know, art of animation pop century to the Caribbean beach hub. And then from there you can either hop on the Hollywood studios line or the Epcot line. Uh, And the Epcot line actually takes you up and you go near the speedway that's right outside of Epcot. And that's the only place that we've got stopped um, for about five minutes was right over Speedway. Um, but still, you could see everything. I mean, it was phenomenal. So if you're going, uh, even if you're not staying at any of those resorts, take it from park to park because it's definitely worth it. And the night ride home is even better.
3: That's why, yeah, i going down at the end of next month, and we chose Pop just for one of the reasons, because it's on the line, and I really want to ride it, so I'm yeah. excited for that.
1: Yeah, I've always... we saw, uh... oh, Go ahead, Dan.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, um, I've already talked about, too, how
0: I would probably get on the thing and just kind of run a lap or two just just to ride it like a ride. I mean, sometimes I'll do that on the monorail, same thing. I would do that on the Skyliner, and it's definitely kind of a game-changer for the Disney fan sites who uh, want to get good views of the construction progress of all everything that's going on, especially Epcot, you know, seen lots of new new angles of the construction at Ratatouille that you couldn't get before.
1: And when you're going, um, when you're riding from the Caribbean Beach hub, you don't have to get off at the Riviera spot. So it, it actually does go from Caribbean Beach to the Riviera loading. But because there's nobody there right now, it just continues through. Um, so you actually come back down, go through that station, and then make hang a left toward Epcot. And then make another right. But it's all continual. And it it was really fast. There was some maintenance issues um, the last day we were there with the Art of Animation Pop Century link to Caribbean Beach. So they were actually busing people from Art of Animation and Pop Century to Caribbean Beach if you wanted to take the Skyliner. So in the event that a leg is down, they still are busing people, or at least they were, um, to the other places where those hubs are. And if you want to see fireworks after Epcot Forever, you can catch phantasmic fireworks if you time it right coming back from Hollywood Studios.
3: Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how long it's going to be before people have, like, figured out exactly when you need to get on the Skyliner to catch the fireworks at the right spot. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody doesn't, I'm going to have to.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, no, I reckon... So, you know, if you if you don't necessarily want to ride the buses to some of the parks, but don't have the means or necessarily the want to stay on a monorail loop, um, there's really no reason not to stay at art of animation and pop century now, especially after pop century has been refurbished, um, and modernized art of animation, I think is still the newest resort, except for once Riviera opens. Um, the, I'm going to point everybody to those because of that 15 minute round trip to Epcot and roughly 12 minutes to Hollywood studios.
0: Yeah, that's nice. That's a game changer. I'm excited for it. Jess is excited for it. We should all be excited for it. Well, thanks for that report, Dave. Hey, no problem. Up next, we're going to talk about some hilarious one star reviews of popular tourist attractions. But first let's hear a word from our sponsor. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, Your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. sure why we're having this discussion while we're skydiving, but here we are. So here's what I was thinking we could talk about this week. It's a sad fact that in this day and age a lot of people think that the whole world revolves around them. And it doesn't help that the internet gives them the perfect place to be outraged and yell at anyone who will listen about whatever petty complaint they have. I'm thinking it might be fun to highlight some of the most ridiculous one-star reviews we can find on popular trip review sites, and talk about what the travelers can do to avoid being disappointed in the first place. Now, I'm going to start out with one. Um, this one came from TripAdvisor, and it's a review, one-star review of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World Resort as a whole, not not and a specific parks or anything, but... Um, the, the the title subject line on it was forgettable experience. The weather was erratic and many rides were suspended during these periods. After spending a lot of money to get here, it was quite upsetting. So the, the
3: weather, basically.
1: I thought Disney was in a bubble. Yes. I thought Disney had a dome. It's under it's a shown, dome,
3: yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. a really big dome.
1: Yeah. It, I think that's,
0: yeah, it's so big that it's got its own ecosystem inside. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: i mean yeah disney. You know,
1: and that's what's funny is there's really there's really only two months to go to disney where you don't have to worry about weather and that's december and february right. otherwise it's probably gonna rain and it's probably gonna be hot
0: yeah um i should say that the reviews that i grabbed from walt disney world were all written uh early august so they had been there probably right before then end of july where it was hot and it was definitely stormy in the afternoon um
1: I mean, every day, like clockwork. At three o'clock, it's gonna rain. That's why the that's, right. Which I d- that's why the parade's at two, not three. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did see one
0: of the reviews. I, I, I scrolled through, complained about the fact that they know it's going to rain in the afternoon. Why do they schedule the parade for that time,
3: <laughs> guys? Oh wait, Maybe you it's mean it's in Florida? Oh. Wow. Oh, that makes a lot of sense now that I think about it.
0: It's actually amazing the amount of people that uh, are very upset that Walt Disney World doesn't control
1: the weather. I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah. Once they fix Epcot, that's next.
2: <laughs> you lay off Epcot! Ah!
0: <laughs> no, I'm kind of waiting to see how far this goes, especially when we get to some of our international <laughs> destinations here. <laughs> yeah, I have another one that says uh somebody uh the tickets for the family of five for for a day are $725. And to visit a park uh where you have to stand in line for two hours in 90 degrees weather, this is just
3: awful. I mean I, I get you- it if you're not like a person that can handle standing in lines or you're not a person that can stand the heat or whatever it is, but it always amazes me that people will get all the way to this trip before they have any idea that these are factors, you know, it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta think about things before you get there. Like you can only expect Disney to do so much for you. I suppose you got to, you gotta know that it's, it's a, it's a ride. I mean, any theme park you go to, there's going to be lines. It's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Um, did any of you guys run into any specific complaints about? Um, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be like this. Or I wasn't. They, they they're mad at Disney because they weren't. Uh, perform- yeah. I
3: I, <laughs> I found a weird one that um, somebody wrote that seems a little a little comical, but I think they actually do kind of mean it because it starts off with uh, the people here are too happy. Why does everything have to be so fun? I find the ambiance to be too magical. Um. <laughs> And they go on, it's it's a pretty long one, but they go on to, to say the princesses are not convincing. Their dresses seemed unsuitable for the occasion, as if they're overcompensating. Um, which, you know, I'm like, I don't exactly know what they're getting at there, but it sounds to me like they're just not enjoying the, uh, the general happy nature of everything.
0: Yeah, how did they not know that this was what they were headed for? Did they think they were going
1: to... Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, like, I, like, I think people I they set the expectations so high for Walt Disney World, and it, it should be that way, right? Um, but sometimes, man, like they just have to remember it is a theme park. Yeah, at the end of the day, a very big, a very uh, elaborate. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a theme park outside in Florida, <laughs> right? So
0: and there's lots of other people there, so <laughs> right.
1: you have to wait your
0: turn for things. Um, I have another one that I, they were complaining about the length of the lines again and how they waited for hours, um, at a time because they didn't have fast passes. And then they go on to say in the review, um, here's what they said. They say, if you are well prepared, you can book fast passes three months in advance or six months if you're in a Disney hotel, which makes the lines bearable. Um, but I felt like we were treated worse than cattle, uh, in the lines. And it's just like, so you go, you say in the review that you you know that this was an option. Why, why didn't you do it? And why are you mad at Disney? Because you did not. That's
3: the nature of a line, you know. They're not going to come out and give you like shoulder massages <laughs> and like hit you with the palm fronds and things like to, to keep you cool. You're going to stand and you're going to move a little bit and you're going to be squeezed in with other people. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do in a line.
0: And the other shocking thing is, there's a lot of these reviews from people complaining about the lines are from guests from the UK where that's their national pastime is standing (laughs) in line.
1: I mean, if only they had known about Disney play, I mean, that's really probably would have got them through. these lines. Um, (laughs) You know, and and while we're talking about (laughs) Disney parks, believe it or not, I found one. uh, I I couldn't believe it was there uh, talking about Epcot of all of the places. So, um, Someone is talking uh, – they said, you know, hey, look, we created – talking about Disney here. So they're speaking as if they're Disney. Uh, hey, look, we've created a big area with some different-looking buildings where you can come and overplay, overpay for drinks, food, and souvenirs. What's not to like? So uh, I definitely picked up on their sarcasm. So I think – Hey, we'll hey, I have to
3: – I need to nitpick that. it's It's tiny – Food and drink, all right? It's overpay for <laughs> tiny food and drink. If you're going to make the complaint, make it right.
1: Well, are you going to Electric Umbrella or a World Showcase? Pick, you know, depends on which one you want. Yeah, more than a festival. Second about
0: festival food. Should we bring festivals into this conversation? <laughs> it's Epcot. How can you not?
1: <laughs> all right, that's it. No more Epcot, I promise. No more Epcot? Well, we'll, you we'll see.
0: Yeah, today. We'll have you back again. To... <laughs> Um, let's take it away from Disney for a minute. Anybody have a have
1: somewhere outside of? I do, I do. I have one for uh, Mount Rushmore, and the title is "American Fat Pant Ice Cream Zoo." <laughs> okay. So, so if I could give a zero to this collection of American or sorry, American Fat Pants Ice Cream Zoo, I would. This is a disgrace to the park system. Don't go here. Stay in the hills or badlands, whatever. I don't think it's patriotic to deface a mountain. Also, the surrounding towns are horrible. I'm pretty sure the next gathering of of, of (laughs) juggalos is taking place somewhere around here.
2: (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> are we going to alienate our Chugalo fans, uh, Dave? Don't drive them away. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we need them, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen. But they're very fine people. But uh, this guy is, is not wrong. <laughs>
0: That's true. Um, and this this is something that I, I saw a lot in some of the reviews I look at. They're, he really like. What is he so mad about? Ice cream, because he really does. Uh, who can get mad about ice cream? But like, what makes the town so terrible? And, and just why? Why shouldn't I go there? Just because yeah. I don't know. He's just so irrationally mad. I want to know is what, is he lactose intolerant? That internet, like? That's why.
1: No high speed <laughs> internet.
0: He's just angry. <laughs> That's possible. But I've I've visited the area and the towns surrounding Mount Rushmore are lovely little mountain towns. Yeah, they're kind of touristy, but you can go have a delicious meal and buy old
1: timey knickknacks, and who doesn't love that? And don't forget the tiny spoons. Little tiny spoons with the
0: Ooh, those are important. Yes. yes.
1: Uh so to piggyback off of that one, another one, poor Mount Rushmore. Uh I oh. don't know. Not to downplay the achievement of this monument, but it was really not that awesome. Seriously, you can only look at giant heads carved into the side of a mountain for so long. We drove across the country and through South Dakota for this. Why? <laughs> um, did,
0: uh, did did they watch the movie? I don't think they watched the movie. The, the,
3: the, the way the, the, uh,
0: it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment. I'd say that carving some faces in that mountain when he had to, like, carry up a sack full of dynamite up the ladders by himself for years
1: on end. Yeah.
0: I (sighs) mean, people.
1: And it's not finished, right? I mean, it wasn't finished when the guy died that uh, designed it. I think there was still some more he wanted to do, but it's just left the way it is.
3: Yeah, I heard that that he had plans to put Jar Jar Binks in Uh, at the end. (laughs)
2: Yep, that just, yeah. Well, I actually—we're we're still um, got our fingers I actually crossed. Heard for they that. were
3: getting illuminations
1: now. That illuminations was going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh a twist
0: in the knife, Dave! <laughs> Ouch. Maybe that would have made some people happy. They do have those down the road at Crazy Horse when they do the night blasts. You can go occasionally see them blow up a part of the mountain at night.
1: Now it's that's America. Cool.
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah let's blow up some mountain <laughs> that's right, um, so I have one that's my favorite one sentence bad review that i I found in my my research uh It's for the Sydney Opera House in Sydney, Australia, which is considered by many to be you know an architectural not, not this guy. Uh, magnificent feet um (laughs) and uh so this one is uh if you like brown concrete and dim lighting you're in for a treat life is too short do something else because that's what i think about when i think of the sydney opera house
0: there's so many people in the world who are just completely unable to find joy in anything
3: well and also with this one i think he's i think he's completely unable to look up Because, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of brown concrete on the ground, but then the building itself is a lot of white concrete. So at least, you know, it's majestic in color. Yeah, I like it. I've never been there, but at least I would hopefully find something more interesting to write about than the brown concrete.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about the
3: snakes at Australia, well, not, the, <laughs> not the brown <laughs> they, Yeah, they got a lot of weird wildlife. That's enough.
0: <laughs> I think what the fans really want to know, though, is, Dave, what's your take on the Sydney Opera House? <laughs> I
2: think, uh,
3: it's not represented at Epcot's World Showcase,
2: so who knows? You know, you know
1: <laughs> from afar, I'm sure it's wonderful, but there are way too many things in Australia that can kill you, so I'm going to go ahead and skip that continent. <laughs>
0: I have a review from an Australian in America uh, who was apparently unimpressed by the Grand Canyon.
1: It's uh, got Please do it in an Aussie voice while you're reading it. <laughs>
3: That's not a canyon. This is a canyon. Crikey!
0: <laughs> <laughs> How about I read it and you interpret it into, into Australian <laughs> okay. for me, Dave? All right, just, All right. just
1: make sure you end it crikey. That's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't get me wrong. The views were okay. However, I find it unacceptable that in this day and age, Wi-Fi was non-existent. I had lots of good photos, but was unable to Snapchat them.
3: Because you're not on a Grunky. trip if you can't like share it immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the only but reason no. you go on vacation is to Snapchat.
0: That's right. To show other people that
1: you were there. My seven-year-old
3: told me that today. The only reason you go on <laughs> oh. vacation
1: is to Snapchat.
3: Whereas the Australians call it Snapchat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to back, back up to the views were okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, at least he didn't say they were horrible. He was just like, "Well, he, look at that." He wasn't there using is. the right Again. filter. That's the problem. He wasn't using the right filter.
1: <laughs> you should have said it to Nashville,
0: and then you would have been set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, Nash- Nashville's um, a filter on Instagram? No, no, really, I was. I don't. I don't use Instagram. So,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's the name of one of the Instagram.
1: Maybe oh. I use Instagram. I don't. Know. Never mind, let's just cut that out.
3: Alright, I've got I've got another one in the uh the cell phone realm as well. Um this one is from the Christ the Redeemer statue in Brazil. <laughs> um <laughs> another, you know, wonder of the world monument. Um and this one this one's pretty long, but basically it starts out with cell phone graveyard. Everyone goes to Christ <laughs> the Redeemer with a cell phone. What you do is lie down on the ground in front of the statue and take a picture of your friend with the statue behind them. It is disastrous. There is no crowd control at this monument. The platform around the statue is shoulder to shoulder. Good luck trying to take a picture with your phone. It is better to go on a cloudy day and take pictures of the statue, then go down a little further on the mountain under the clouds to take pictures of the city. Or if it's a clear day, do a private helicopter ride. That's what I'll do the next time I'm in Rio. So Joanne is kind of all over the place, but it doesn't sound like she had a good time.
0: No, and that's, I mean, it's another
1: person who... Did you say Karen or Joanne? What? what is it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Joanne Kay, she so maybe Karen's like her middle Karen. name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: there's more to life than, than taking a picture with your phone. Put it down.
3: Yeah, it seems like um, for her it was like, all right, it's all about like... Photos and then I, I, you know, I actually can't even tell if she's complaining about people using their camera for photos or, or if she's complaining that she can't use hers correctly. Um, I think I think it was that there were too many people. There were so many people
0: taking pictures all at once that she couldn't have a clear shot for her picture. Right, too many people taking photos. People she can't there.
3: take a photo. It's like, well,
0: you know, which honestly is kind of a legit complaint at some of these popular tourist attractions and it's kind of like when we talked about the trend of when they call it second city travel where you go somewhere nearby that's not popular so that there's not giant crowds <laughs> take pictures
3: of their uh, walmart or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah because i mean we've seen pictures of the crowds around the mona lisa or leaning tower of Pisa, where it's a mil- a million non-Italian people all trying to look like they're holding the tower up so that it won't fall over. And it's just like, come on, guys.
3: <laughs> I love those. I mean, I love looking at the photos of people that aren't lined up correctly yeah. or like don't yeah. have a clue how it's supposed to work. And they're like holding both hands over their head and, you know, like my favorite Those, thing, I could look at those all day. The guy
1: who walks around and gives everybody a high five. It's like, that's, you know, a...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's a local that just yeah. does that on I his off so. days. He's he just, just <laughs> like...
1: just. <laughs> probably um, so so That's here's wonderful. a good tongue-in-cheek one so this one is uh the lincoln memorial so uh and it's titled he just sat there stone-faced silent <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> extremely disappointing i recently went to the memorial and lincoln did not speak to me heck he didn't even get up to greet me at the entrance he just sat there in a stone-faced silence I even asked him about his experience in slaying vampires. No response. How rude! <laughs> Would not recommend unless you just want to see a statue. How
0: was the parking? <laughs> was there ample parking? They don't validate. <laughs> uh, that's another fun pastime: is looking for the people who are who are using bad reviews of places or products to.
1: Write their own fun little fiction. Yes. And then, uh, uh, you know, kind of to bounce off that since they're right near each other, uh, the reflection pool is the worst (laughs) water park ever. (laughs) You can't even get in with a cocktail without being approached by the authorities.
2: Not to mention it's not even
1: deep enough to drive into. (laughs) That's pretty lame. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, it's fun to imagine what if that had really happened I... What the circumstances were. Or imagine like like the 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 pool party <laughs> that takes place when the guard's back is Listen, straight. all
1: I see is uh is Jenny running through the pool up to Forrest. That's all I see when I think of that place. Forest gump. Of course not. <laughs> Anybody. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. okay. Alright, just making sure we're on the same page.
3: <laughs> 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 just making sure it didn't die out there. <laughs>
0: you didn't warn me. You didn't warn me that I That's had to much, have
3: Alright, so I've got one that I'm pretty sure is real, but I don't know. It it sounds real because it sounds like things my grandpa used to say. Um so it's <laughs> it's from Woody Woodpecker 51, which I have to include that because that's just a great screen name. <laughs> um, the title is Too Long. I didn't even bother. And this is for the Great Wall of China. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he starts with, OK, I built a wall. So why should I be impressed? Back in my days, the walls were more beautiful and they didn't have to be so tall. Come on. I didn't feel good with my leg that day, and my wife really wanted to visit all the Chinese wall, and I said, okay, let's do it. But I soon understood that it was definitely too long for me, and I got tired. I failed in front of my wife because of this wall, so I'm not going to be back there. I visited in October 2014. (laughs) (laughs) So this man's marriage was basically put in jeopardy because of the Great Wall of China. The Chinese wall at the
0: If only they had electric scooters that you could rent up top.
3: <laughs> I mean, actually, I, I would have thought that like, if he was so cynical about this, he would have realized pretty quickly that most of the wall looks the same. And so he doesn't really have to see, as he put it, all of the Chinese wall. <laughs> like he could have gotten away <laughs> with like a good, like four feet of it. And then like, no one would have known the difference by, by his photos. Just saying.
0: Either that, or he could have found a shorter wall somewhere else. Be like, "Look, honey, it's a chi- it's a great wall of China. Yeah, the Chinese it's wall, pretty great. It's definitely <laughs> it the Chinese wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you the guy who built that's pretty proud. Yeah. <laughs> he says it's pretty great.
3: <laughs> and I just, I could just see him like being like, "All right, I'm going to go back to the tour bus. I'm tired." And his wife's like, "You're a failure." I just, I hope that was exactly the interaction that happened. <laughs>
0: This is so like you (laughs) every time.
3: (laughs) Just like Woody Woodpecker 51 Uh. failure.
0: (laughs) Okay. I've got one and we're going to head back to Disney world for a minute here. Um, And this one might make Jess a little upset. Oh, Um, this one comes (laughs) from user (laughs) (laughs) user JT wards uh, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, It's a review of the haunted mansion from May, 2018. The headline is, or the subject line is, not haunted in any way, not scary at all, 0% scare factor. We waited a while for this ride, and it was mostly just holographs of weird people and ghosts. At no point does anything happen that is scary or haunting. It is
3: nice visually, but not worth the wait, especially if you want something scary. Is that written by Eli Roth or something like that? Is that like a... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Cause, come on! It's yeah, like, point.
1: Other than Philhar Magic, is there anything else that's really scary in Disney World? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, Epcot forever. I don't know the prospect
0: of going to Epcot with Dave.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I've have seen your video footage of Epcot forever. I don't know. <laughs> like I I get it. If you if if you go to the Haunted Mansion expecting actual like uni- Universal Halloween Horror Nights level of haunted house. Uh, yes, it does not live up to that. But Other than
0: Universal, who's doing that? Obviously, obviously these people
3: that don't do any sort of research whatsoever before they go. And I'm not saying you got to sit and read, you know, about every single ride, but you can do that at ThemeParkProfessor.com, which is a wonderful website for theme park news (laughs) and planning information. Um, But, you know, you don't have to do that. But you can (laughs) you can you can read a little bit about what you're going to do, especially if like what a lot of these people are complaining about, is the amount of money you're spending on a trip. You know, it's it's not cheap right. to go to any of these destinations that we've brought up. So why in the world would you step foot into this situation without preparing yourself somewhat for the okay. good stuff and, I, I can tell and you, the bad stuff? Just being stuff, there and getting you know? back.
1: Uh, that had the longest wait right. of almost every attraction to Magic Kingdom for the day that I was there. Like I just I I got fast passes for everything except Haunted Mansion yeah. and at no time did the wait fall below 90 minutes. Like I just didn't understand. Uh
3: so I didn't get to do it cuz it's it's fun. It's it's a fun attraction and the people fun. that understand what it's, it's doing you know mm, enjoy it. Yeah. And fast pass plus broke it. Yeah. It didn't it was one of those rides that didn't necessarily need it to be added to and it does
1: It's an Omni. Yeah, it it does. Oh, yeah. It's continually, it's, it just keeps going and going and going. Why do you need fast passes for that? Yeah. Right.
0: Um, so I have one other ride. Sorry, we don't have rides. We have attractions. I have one other attraction review. Um, (laughs) but this one just, just blew me away. And I, I did not manage to copy the username on this, but this one is off of TripAdvisor also for Splash Mountain says, I came to Magic Kingdom assuming that Splash Splash Mountain will be a non-scary ride for little kids, but unfortunately, it was a scary ride. First, I didn't know how to pull the safety bars because the bars were the same color as the log, but another passenger told me how to hold the bars. Then came the 50-foot slope. I was nervous and trembling with fear. The ride was very rough and scary. In summer, it is a dangerous, scary, and stressful ride. I don't recommend to go to
3: this ride. You see the
0: (laughs) giant 50-foot drop as you walk past.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, well, it's too bad they don't really give you any visual indication of what the most intense part of the ride would be.
1: You can hear the people Uh, screaming when you walk to it. From halfway across the park.
3: I mean, I get it if you go to, like, Space Mountain and you get on and you're like, whoa, 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 wait, I wait a minute. Wait, you told me that this like, was going to,
0: you know, break my back.
3: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. You, and it's not that scary. I mean, I guess if you're not into drops like that, it's scary. But it's pretty tame as far yeah. as those go.
1: I mean, the, the climb up the hill is a little menacing, but. And there's three drops, three, three, maybe four total. Yeah. When you, I mean, factor in the big one at the end, and then there's two inside that are, you know, taking you around. You drop down, come back up a little bit, drop down again. And then there's the one right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the one in the middle that has, like, almost that roller coaster effect where you go down and kind of come back up, that one, to me, I think catches more people off guard than the big one at the end. I mean, that's what the ride is. You know that big one's coming, yeah. so...
3: Yeah, I just it just blows my mind that, and some people are afraid of, some people are afraid of cartoon bunnies. You know
0: that's understandable.
3: And infectious
1: songs.
0: So, do we have any more outrageous uh, complaints about tourist attractions that we felt we want to share with the world?
1: Uh, I've got oh, a good one here uh, about our. So let's fly north uh, about two hours to Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, this one is short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, It's talking about Hershey Park and the funnel cake places around the park. (laughs) That's
0: a very specific complaint. I can't Uh, wait.
1: Why is there only one funnel cake place here? And why is there only three flavors? (laughs) There's more than one flavor of funnel cake? I, I,
2: didn't,
1: I didn't know there was three oh flavors of no. funnel I mean, you could throw some fruits on, you know, but, I mean, other than that, they just, they're vanilla, right? Or whatever that cake. The cake Dough. Cake, cake, it's cake.
3: dough. Yeah, funnel cake flavors.
0: <laughs> fried bread.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had things, like, on top of the funnel cake, but I didn't know you could make funnel cakes in different flavors, cake? I suppose.
2: You
1: could, I think that would be good.
0: They can be if you smash it up and shove it through a funnel into
1: some hot oil. Get on a day, but then, but then it would just make a mess. So it's really
3: gonna be funnel mush. But I can't really complain with them because, like you know, you can never have too many funnel cake places. I, I prefer when I'm at a destination for there to be a funnel cake place every twenty yards. <laughs> Just you know, not not that I need to go to every single one, but just in case the the feeling. Just to hits remind me, you that you are still have a funnel cake at hand.
1: So not to revisit a reoccurring theme for me, <laughs> but I'm actually going to say something nice about our friends at the uh, at the Epcot's. Oh. Um, <laughs> so we were just there. kid, uh, the, <laughs> cake the right. wife and I. Yeah, it is funnel cake. The wife and I just had a, a kid-free trip. Thank you, and uh, um. <laughs> we were we were in uh america uh getting a funnel cake and one of the menu items is a a funnel cake that's not the normal one it's something different with all these different toppings uh the sign showed snack credit so we're like okay 8 bucks we'll say use a snack credit we get up to use it he's like no nah, it's mislabeled it's not a snack credit it's 850 okay no big deal we we'll, we have a gift card we'll pay for it go to give him the gift card he's like uh our gift card machine is broken I'll just give it to you. So we got a free funnel cake. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> He must not have known who you are. <laughs>
2: Had he only known. If he
3: was a listener, he would have right. like, oh, you can have this and just right. shoved it right. in, in your booth. face. <laughs> <laughs> they do have good funnel yeah, cakes. Absolutely, at Epcot, yeah. so.
0: They do I funnel agree. cakes, right? Yeah, but why is that like, it's <sighs> a topic for another day. And they're changing it, so it doesn't even matter anymore. But why is that what they chose to represent America? Burgers and
1: funnel Well, cakes. that was just one of the stands. Like, they had... So, when you go to the normal America, they had... Uh, heart, heart, uh, hops and barley or whatever their the stand was. And they had three little stands kind of all there. So, you can get lobster rolls, um, steak, a couple other things. But then as you walk... For food and wine, food right? food and wine, yeah. Yeah. But then as you walk right. toward... Uh, the next pavilion, I think it's uh Morocco, maybe whatever the next one down is. Mm. Uh, there's the there's a, a waffle yeah. stand in between the two, so maybe maybe I think it's hmm. it's not Japan. Japan's on the on the other side, so it's going back toward like the UK. So I, okay,
0: yeah, that's Morocco. So in between you, no, you, yes, no, yes, yes,
1: wherever <laughs> it is. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> so they did give me a f- so anyway was it good funnel, it cake? funnel cake
0: yeah good <laughs> it made it made you a little happier about being an epcot uh,
1: i just really wanted to get those coasters so take the skyliner and <laughs> get the, get the coasters.
0: Get out. oh that's what we forgot I to mean, have you talk about
1: remind you at the end so don't worry back
0: that thing up okay we'll talk about that at the end oh we got a lot to talk about okay so Jess, you have any burning, desi- any, any, any more complaints uh, from entitled tourists? I want more that I want to close out with before we get to how I wanted to wrap up this discussion. So, uh, this is a review from Jenny B of Central Park. She says, meh, it's a park, a very big park. Who cares? I like living in a city because I hate nature.
3: So, why would I go to a park? I mean, she's not wrong. There are bears in the park. (laughs) I used to live in New York city and I think central park is really great when you live Mm -hmm. there because, you know, you get tired of being surrounded by skyscrapers all the time. So it's a nice, really awesome little like slice of nature in the middle of everything. Um, But I can see how, like, if I was there, if I was going as a tourist, I wouldn't find it that exciting. You know,
1: you'd be over it quickly.
3: Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty. There's, there are sections of it that are pretty. <laughs> it really depends on what area you're in. Um, but. And the time of day.
1: And the time of day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it, I mean, it used to be a lot worse, but you know, so I, I, I get it. I can't say as it's, but you know, who knows? No. It's a
0: big park. It is a big park. So, um, <clears throat> The three of us are all agents. Travel, Actually, we prefer travel advisors these days with Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Um, and a big part of that role or a big part of that job, you know, the travel advisor part, uh, it's more than just we book the trip for you. We also help our clients be prepared uh, for these experiences. So, I guess this is a good way to kind of let people who might not think about using a travel advisor uh, to plan their vacation, give them a little bit of an insight to what you do for your clients. So if a client was going to go to one of these destinations that we've talked about um, or had, you know, came back with complaints or maybe was on vacation and texted you or was complaining about the crowds in front of the Christ 3 Redeemer statue or something, um, what, what do you do to kind of, how, how would you
1: help prepare a
0: client for this kind of thing?
1: Well, I think for me, it's also, it's, it's mainly about setting the expectations before you go. So everybody has the same goal, right? You want to have the best vacation because vacations aren't cheap. You you are spending, you know, a lot of money depending on where you're going in the vacation, travel to the vacation, uh, vacation all aspects of it. Right. So I think the biggest thing you have to do is set expectations ahead of time. Um, that, you know, if you're going to a certain part of the country, the world during a certain time of year, you may have these weights. So I think the biggest thing we can do is set those expectations in advance so that when they get there, they're not caught completely off guard by crowds or these experiences because, you know, they they could also feel the same way as some of these people if they didn't know ahead of time.
0: Yeah. And that's a big part of the job is, you know, we do the research on these destinations. So we kind of found out the things that maybe these people that have written these one star reviews didn't take the time to learn about so we can warn clients and also give them strategies to handle them.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, you have to be able to manage expectations. You know, if you if you paint it all the time as nothing can go wrong, you're going to be the only person there. Um, it's it's not going to end well, you know. And it's it's like when we talk to clients about going to um, not so scary or the Christmas parties, right? They're going to be busy. People are doing. Uh, they're all there for the same thing. You know, and especially if Jack Skellington is one of the character meets, you can expect an hour and a half to two hour wait. So do you really want to spend that two hours of your five hour party to go do that? For some people, yes. But some people don't want to waste that time once they find that out. So it's really, you know, if you can be upfront and honest with everybody ahead of time, you're going to save yourself the headache during the trip when there's nothing you can do about it once they're there.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I try to make make my clients aware of and discuss when we're going through the planning processes. I know that, you know, this is an investment time and money. And so you want it to be perfect, but let's be realistic. Nothing can be completely perfect. So let's, let's, you know, make sure that you have that you're as happy as possible at all times and and yeah definitely being honest and upfront is is something that I try to do because
1: there are going to be things that are less than ideal. You know, taking Disney into account for example, if you, you know, you plan your fast passes out 60 days in advance. But if an attraction goes down day of, you know, a big thing people will tend to go in and cancel that fast pass, right? Because they're not going to use it because that attraction might be down for the day or a couple hours or whatever. You know, the biggest thing I've seen now is is convincing clients that don't cancel the fast pass, hang on to it. Because if you hang on to it and the rides if the attraction's still down, that's a free ticket to get on any attraction you want for the most part. So you take that yeah. that negative and flip it and show them how, yeah, it stinks that you can't get on Splash Mountain right now. But you said you really like Thunder Mountain, so go ride that again. So there's, you know, yeah. it's all about expectations and giving options. I think as long as you have options you can give, people are gonna be okay.
0: I think, I think a big part of the problem, especially with Disney planning, but I think it, it goes, it follows pretty much anywhere that you could plan a trip to is, um, there's so many, there's so many people on the internet that are going to show you what the perfect thing is and how the exact right, the one right perfect way to have your Walt Disney World vacation or to go see wherever. And, and, uh, I think, Trying to break people out of believing that storyline also goes a long
1: way to help help fight this kind of And to avoid, at all costs, Flo's uh, vo- VA Cafe. Just don't go there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, with that, we're going to say goodbye. For <laughs> You're the, just going to
3: have to cut us off yeah, now.
0: <laughs> we're going to say goodbye for the week. It was a traumatic experience. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of ridiculous people being ridiculously upset about ridiculous things at awesome places to visit. And hopefully you don't let those ridiculous complaints keep you from going to see the same thing. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. And uh, if you haven't done so already go hit that subscribe button so that you don't have to remember to download us. It'll just magically show up in your favorite pod catcher for you. And then you can listen to us every single week. And if you've got uh, a friend or two that you know might enjoy our particular brand of silliness plus travel and adventure, why don't you uh, show them how to find our show? Maybe they'll join up with us too. Um, So until next week. It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show.